0: What it is, what is up, what is good, gamers? This is Shona71, a.k.a. Doolamite. Yes, that purple bling bling. Yo. And your auditory canals are tuned into episode 168 of the Gaming Vessels podcast. Of course, I'm not in the digital studio alone Along with me, got my partners in crime First on deck It's Dez, a.k.a. the Bay area terror A.k.a. the high-res hater A.k.a. the cat daddy A.k.a. the gamer step daddy What's going on, man? ain't
1: hey, not much, as always Just happy to be here Talking games with my two compadres And, uh, and all you listeners out there So, yeah yay
0: indeed indeed and of course our show is a no-go without trader joe aka jabroni chief you, you and jabroni chief is the food max of gaming who can maximize your gaming dollar what's going on man not much
2: man uh, just uh enjoying this uh fine weekend uh, tomorrow is the day. So tomorrow, as a, as you hear this podcast, I will be gone with my 90-day game fast.
1: You've been counting down
0: the days, son. Huh? he is buying out the GameStop. Yeah. No, 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 no. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I'm
2: kidding. Uh, I think the only thing really that's on the docket for me um, is I'm going to buy Ring Fit Adventure for the Switch. I was looking yeah. for something else to do, some cardio other than you know walk my dogs, and uh, you know uh, I think that will help out you know, along with the um, the resistance bands you recommended to Kev. So
0: you can also try a jump rope. I, jump I, rope, I, yeah, get a jump rope. It. I've got a guy at my church who's gosh, he's just turned seventy and uh, he's been jumping rope. That's all he does for for cardio, right, right, really, <laughs> and it was uh, kind of interesting. His last. His he's a career uh, train engineer. And he said the the thing that that uh, was really concerning to him was that all of the guys that were working before him. You know, started. Passing out due to uh, heart disease. And you know he had boxed as a child, uh, or as a as a not as a child, but as a uh, teenager in school. And so one of the things that they used to do was jump rope, and he has been doing it off and on since then. And he's in his early seventies, and he's fit as a fiddle.
2: Good deal. Good. Wow. Yeah. Crazy.
0: So as long as your knees are in good shape, um, yeah, that that's one of the best. Cardi and cheapest forms of cardio that you can do.
2: I know. I just wish there was RPG mechanics involved. With it. <laughs> oh.
0: <laughs> Silly. So that might save you fifty bucks. For, you Seventy dollars. Seventy dollars oh, for 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 the... I think wow. so. Wow. So everybody's moving into the seventy-dollar club. Okay. <laughs> well, it comes. It comes with a peripheral. So. But yeah, yeah it, if you can if you can find one super cheap, then yeah, I know
1: a couple of them were were kind of expensive.
2: They were hard to find at first, but you should be able to find them anywhere. Yeah, it retails for. Uh, they actually retails for seventy nine ninety nine, but Walmart has them for sixty nine ninety
1: sixty
2: nine ninety nine. So, cool. Okay, okay. Was, I've been really curious about it. So, and you know, anything with an RPG mechanic, I'm down. So,
1: but, yeah, it's uh, pretty fun. Um, I, I've enjoyed. Uh, my time with it. I really need to go back to it. Maybe we can compare scores. There we go.
2: Yeah, only other thing we'll we'll talk about more and what would have been playing, but uh kinda eager beaver to buy some Destiny expansions.
0: That's just about Oh it. look at him. Mm, I knew it. Didn't we say did we say? Yeah. Did we not right.
1: say? <laughs> right. Thanks a lot, Chase. <laughs> we've lost him. We've lost him.
0: Did oh. we not say it was? It was. It was just a matter of time.
1: Yep, it was imminent.
0: <laughs> well, I, I'm actually
2: gr- trying to grab one of the expansions because, like, I guess Zer has like a like god tier role of the Hawkmoon. Moon, <laughs> and I need to have the Beyond Light expansion for me to buy it from him, which is a bunch of ish. <laughs> if I ever heard a bunch of ish I have to have DLC to be able to buy Something from Zur, but you know Guess what I gotta, gotta, gotta have it So
0: Gotta
2: have gotta it, it. You gotta
0: have it Well that's perfectly A-okay so we'll <clears throat> As usual our first Topic on the docket speaking of Must have gotta have It game time we're going to tell you what we've Been playing in our first Topic on the docket which is going to be Our playlist So let's kick things off with Joe. What you been playing, man?
2: Uh, Obviously, since the discussion, I have been playing uh, grip of Destiny 2. Uh, As we discussed last last episode, uh, that, you know, Chase kind of got me back into the banner. And so Uh, I've been, uh, like, throwing Crucible into my daily rotation mix when I'm playing Destiny 2. Like, I'm running the bounties, the Weeklies, that kind of thing. Or Crucible. Like, last night I was doing some uh, Clash not just doing control on here and i'm trying the different uh, game modes on the multiplayer on there, it seems like i'm doing okay uh, i know this past game night i was having some technical difficulties with my pc setup and stuff but uh you know uh kind of figured things out i was playing all on steam today on here i'm kind of tempted uh you know i'm just trying to decide where i want to pick up the expansions on whether i'm gonna stick with playstation where i have shadow keep at or whether i'm gonna see if i possibly double dip so i can go back and forth between steam and, and playstation um, because
0: is. isn't your inventory uh, cross cross platform
2: it is but you know the thing about it is you buy the expansion like say if you have an expansion on psn you have to buy said expansion uh on the other platforms to be able to play so the the Purchase of a game on a particular platform form doesn't cross over, so. Oh, okay. So I'm able to play Vanilla Destiny on whatever platform I want to, including Stadia. <laughs> but um, if I want to play any expansion content, I have to basically dip and purchase said content on each platform I want to play it on. So. Which um, is ex- it's, it's it's explainable. It's it's kind of understandable. So.
1: Um. So from what i understand though you could start with the the newest one and play that and then go backwards from there um i was looking at a couple of destiny threads um a lot of people um a lot of other uh reporters have said or game people have said that you can really start with the fresh the fresh newness because that's where everyone's going to be and then um and play with a lot of people and and experience that before going back and playing the older stuff so um but again you know you're 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 gonna play it all so you can start anywhere you want really
2: yeah i mean for the single player content i was diving into some of the shadow keep stuff on playstation you know because uh, obviously i finished the beyond light campaign and i don't have access to it at the moment uh only reason why i was thinking about buying beyond light tomorrow is that uh, i was looking to grab that hawk moon mm. otherwise i was going to go back on the moon and i was doing some of the you know um story content on there i haven't really even delved into the kind of lore and the in the whole thing of shadow keep yet so i was kind of looking forward to doing that so but uh, you know uh from what i discern i mean just the gameplay the just like it's I think Desmond kind of hit the nail on the head a couple of nights ago when he was talking to you. He says, like, comfort food, you know, it's something where it's a good standby. And it's like, even though, you know, when I first got back into it, it seemed like, OK, what am I doing here? It's like kind of going back to a, a, a save game that you had from years and years ago where you're just trying to figure out, OK, where in the hell am I at? Where's my point in this story? Where am I going from here? But uh, I, I found a good a good point to kind of just resume. my gameplay with that particular game and so and i've been enjoying playing it uh, both on pc and also on the console so you know it just depends on you know the mood i'm in or if i want to fire it up like i go to the tower on the steam version no problem do some inventory management right where I you know i usually work from because that's what inventory management seems like it's like work (laughs) it is work like having to go in and then okay, uh, break stuff down and do this, do that. Yeah,
1: you know, games like that, they they automatically have stuff like that. You know, it's like whenever you have to, whenever you got stuff that you're building or changing or stuff, um, it does become um, maintenance. You know, and becomes work and stuff. But that's just part of it. You know, some people find a lot of joy in in, in doing stuff like that.
2: Yeah, uh, maybe that's why I like that game stacking it got quite noted uh reviews mm-hmm. and what 'cause so there's a lot of busybody work On, there. You know, I guess it's kind of the same thing with maintaining your <laughs> vault and going back and forth, you know. Uh, for me when I was trying to get to the Hawk Moon today, I didn't have enough glimmer and I didn't have enough um uh ore. I forgot the name of the ore off the top of my head, but is the purple ore, and purple bling bling yellow. Pur- 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 purple, purple bling bling ore, purple bling bling ore. So, yeah, um, I was breaking, uh, you know, exotics down, I was breaking up the uh, you know, purples on there to get that ore, and breaking down and exchanging materials so I can get uh, more glimmer on there, re engineering my uh, my ghosts so I get maximum glimmer. So it's just like take a look at things. So
1: You're shining Joe. You okay. shine like a new diamond, buddy.
2: Also, um, I've been playing a little bit of outriders. Uh, like I think we talked about last episode, we got to the end game finally with my second character. And so, um, I've been r- running some of the in-game content on there, the expeditions on there with you, Kev and with you, Des on here. Um, you know, I found that with my, um, pyromancer that uh, i think i'm kind of a little bit uh, priced out <laughs> especially with tiago and whatnot you know, just the price of the exotics are kind of um, a little bit pricey on there i did have to really really grind well um, that's
0: probably because you were in my game because yeah. like i said I'm, i messed up and i'm at tier 10 with tiago's pricing Got so it. what we'll prob what you'll probably want to do is start see what level you're at in your own game for that, and it should okay. be much much lower.
2: I'll double check it uh, because I was up. level 44, I believe, so with with my gear. So
1: that's fine. You know, it doesn't it doesn't matter. It's just it, it all depends on how how ex- how hardcore your or how high your level is. Uh, I have
2: never played any of the expeditions solo or I've started the expeditions. I've always jumped in either of you guys' games. Yeah.
0: And that's great, because you'll be at level one with we'll the yeah. cheapest prices available.
1: Yeah, most likely. Which oh, is I'll great. I, may, I might invite you guys I'll, in my Yeah, game that, that's what I need to do. <laughs>
0: yeah, that's definitely what I need to do. Yeah, but you I'm should a, be able to. a primary character.
2: All right, we'll yeah, will check to. tonight. Tonight, tonight. So, but yeah, enjoying no. Outriders. Uh, we definitely will be diving into the expansion, uh, come end of June. So, we talked about that last episode. I haven't pre ordered it yet, but I'm probably gonna get ready to just throw my PSN ducats on it. So, on that, take care of that business. Uh, also, I fired up my Xbox for the first time in a while. I was intending on playing No Man's Sky, but I wound up uh. Was playing a little Dragon Quest Eleven. I wanted to see where I was in the campaign. I haven't played that game in like about three to four months. And so I wanted to see where I was in the storyline. Kind of got my bearings. And only played it once this week. I haven't gone back since. But uh, something I definitely want to dive and, and rededicate myself to play. On there, I found out too through research that No Man's Sky is actually across you know progression cross play and i own it on playstation so i decided i'm going to play on playstation instead since i own the game there and that way just in case it leaves game pass that uh, you know i don't lose my progression if need be i'm not sure if the um, save actually transfers over i know it's cross play enabled out i don't know
1: i haven't looked into it so i really don't know um all i know is that it's uh it's interesting
2: Mm -hmm. i know you could talk about in your what you do and what you're playing, playlist mm-hmm. section. Des, I don't know if you have anything to add, but the last thing I've been playing, I um, got a code, uh, compliments of publisher RetroVibe uh, for this game called Biota. Uh, there's a capital B, capital I O T A on here, but uh, played all of about half an hour of it. Um, it, it is a 2D Metroidvania action platformer on here. And actually, I I haven't seen the Metroidvania portions of it. It kind of reminds me of an old Commodore 64 Atari, like ST, um, you know, old school pixel graphics platform. In fact, it uses such a limited color palette. It's a four color palette on there that the um, default color palette that the game comes with, I was actually having a hard time discerning, uh, the, um, attacks I was being attacked with by the enemies on here. So I had to switch the color palette on here. Otherwise it plays great. It has a really good reaction time. It's strictly like 2d running gun, shoot up in the air, double jump, you know, down, you know, uh, chambers, that kind of thing. You're filing fighting against, uh, uh, gruesome monsters in the future on there on, in the mining colony. And, uh, Really good chip tune music too, so it's kind of scratching that itch a bit. And I enjoyed what I played so far of it. I'm definitely gonna be checking out some more. I just uh, was grateful that they had uh, the swappable color palettes because it kind of reminded me of playing like uh, an Atari 800, like uh, a game from back in the day where I think there was even more colors on the Atari 800 than what's on this game right here so it's almost like if I had a like an old UK like spectrum computer or c64 on here, but it kind of going for that vibe and kind of captures that vibe pretty well so so but uh, definitely something I know it's not on consoles yet, but I definitely would uh, give it a uh, recommendation for what I played so far. So that's pretty much me this uh, past week. Uh, Dez, why don't you go a little bit more into No Man's Sky? What else you've been uh, playing?
1: Yeah, so uh, yeah, definitely been playing more No Man's Sky. Again, that has been kind of my, my comfort food right now. I just kind of hang out, um, fly around, look at stuff, uh, scan stuff. Um, they have added a little bit more. Actually, I can't say a little bit, but they added a lot more to the game to make it a, a, a lot more uh, to do. Um, and by that, I mean you can actually uh, take on quests. Um, I haven't gotten to the point where I've gone to the multiplayer hub yet. Um, the the atlas is uh, where you meet the, 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 I guess, the the reason why you're there. You go to the atlas, and in the back of the atlas is where it's like the hub. Then I guess that's where you meet all the other people in the game uh, in the game world and so and then you can team, meet up with people and team up and go on uh small quests now there's like a, they added a bunch of different guilds um to the game which is great and by guilds i mean they have like you know mercenary guilds where you go out and you kill bandits and they have just all different types of stuff now um that people can do which makes it a lot more um in my opinion, it gives you a little bit more structure. And I think that's one of the things that people didn't like about the game at the beginning was because there was just no structure to it. Now that's not the case. Like, you can um, you can go through I mean, you can, you can literally be an archaeologist if you want because there's there's tons of, like, buried uh, alien alien burial grounds. There's, uh, there, there are, like, freighters you can do. So there's, like, I just run around just, just on the planets, you know, looking for stuff to do. Um, and that's kind of cool. Um, and then you, I, I go up to the space station and you that the, I don't know, it's just it, there's there's a there's now a scope of, of what to do in the game that that was not there before. And so there's like a ton of stuff you can do in just one star system before going off to someplace else. And And this is before even tackling the game, the actual like if you want to follow the Atlas trail or the Atlas path. You know, to the end game. If you want to, if you want to do that, you can. But, but yeah, I've I've just been really having a having a lot of fun, just just uh, running around and 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 scanning stuff and getting better gear and stuff like that. Uh, will I play this forever? Definitely not. Um, at some point, I will get bored with it because there is no. There really is no compelling reason to play the game except for just just to relax, uh, because I'm not really into base building, and you can get really granular granular with the base building and stuff. So I want to kind of experience uh, the new stuff from No Man's Sky, but because there is no actual full, like, compelling ending, at least for me, because I know the ending and I know you know what what you can do and 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 what it's all about and whatnot, and, and it really feels like the ending was just kind of tacked on at the end. Uh, to give players something to do. I'm much more interested in in the smaller uh, quests. And I'm thinking about actually going back to the to the um the like five week mini mini adventures that you can have before the game turns into a um so you, like I said, the season the seasonal type of type of content seems to be a little bit more where more I'm at, where you actually have a goal. You turn the game on, you have a goal, you work towards that goal. You complete the goal, you get rewards at the end. You know, I think that's a much for me, that's a much better way to experience my time in in No Man's Sky than to just run around and do shit. You know, so I'm doing both uh, linearly and are um, in parallel. And it just seems like I feel like I have more direction in 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 the seasonal events than I do the other one so if that makes any sense because the the seasonal one will turn into a regular campaign after five weeks anyway so if i want to continue on with that character i can or i can just start over again that's the thing with the game and every time it, it seems to be different you know so so it's been fun so far uh joe has been teasing that he's going to he's going to join me at some point which is fine um i was joking with him that he needed to hurry up because i was trying to run cold on it because he always says that i run i run hot and cold on games so this was thought that he needed to hurry up or, or that be it. Arriba, 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 uh but yeah uh, at this point no man's sky is still pretty fun and i'll still continue to play it because it's you know it's on games pass so um it didn't cost me a thing so yeah um and much much like destiny 2 um for me they pulled me back into outriders um so I started playing Outriders again and I, I, I can't, I can't, I cannot tell a lie. That game is just super fun. <laughs> the game was just fun. I don't know why it's just, it's just mindless fun running around shooting stuff in the face and getting, getting stuff. So I'm playing my Pyromancer. I have technically three characters that I've been playing, uh, aside from my, my main, which is the Technomancer or so. Um, I have the other two, which is my um, my trickster and my pyromancer, and they're both really low levels. But the one thing that's kind of stopping me is I, I just don't really want to play the campaign anymore. The campaign is great and and I really enjoyed it. I love my, you know, really weird uh, European sci fi channel, you know, uh, schlock is what I'm going to call it, you know, because it, it really plays like a like a really bad like early two thousands, late nineties, Sci Fi Channel, late night, like movie. That's what it plays like. But it's so fun. It's just so fun. But uh, but going this through it a second time. Better than
2: Defiance, I guess. So I'll say it again. This is better than Defiance. I oh, mean. it is.
1: It is heads and tails above Defiance. And I thought Defiance was pretty good. You know. Yeah. Um, I wanted to try to watch the show, but I could never really get. I could never really find the time to do it. And then I was just like, meh. I think this one, because it's not attached to anything, it just makes it better. Although I would watch it, I would, I would watch a not writer's movie if they made it into a movie, but it, they would have to, they would have to keep it. Like this is, this is right for that uh, Paul W. S. Anderson to write, to do, like the Resident Evil guy. Yeah, I think, I think he would, I think he would, he would give it just enough, you know, bullshit to make it fantastic, you know, to give it that really kind of like dirty chef's kiss i call it a dirty chef's kiss because like it's it's one of those it, it, it's, it's like when you go to that greasy spoon and you know that shit's gonna give you gas but it's so good you know you're like oh you know that's i think i think if he was to direct a movie an outrider an outriders movie that's what it would that's what that's what would happen so but uh but i've um uh, i've been enjoying playing the um uh, the expeditions with the guys i think it's really fun just to run in and do that one thing that i did realize which is really kind of crappy is that because i haven't technically beat the game with my character i'm leveling up like crazy with them but i'm not getting any drop pod resources so i have to actually go in and beat the game uh with my with another character in order to get the drop pod resources and, and and in order to you know get those um those uh uh, to be able to buy the stuff and and upgrade my gear uh, past level forty, I think it is. You need you need drop pod resources to do that. So so I I can play with the guys, uh, but I will be uh, ga- I'll be locked out um, until I beat the game, and I'm able to. Oh sorry, I'll be locked out from from progressing my gear to to in game level um, until I beat the game. So I'm probably you just gonna sit down power and do that. that? yeah we'll probably end up doing that uh sometime this weekend um i'll probably probably just sit down if you guys are up for it and we can just run run me through it real quick you know as as far as we can go because i'm actually i'm actually pretty high level right now um uh I'm, i'm 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 thinking i'm at a higher level than i should be uh for the story for the story that i'm in so so uh so it just means though because we've had this problem before it just means that once we're done you guys need to um you guys need to uh, just make sure that I don't set you back but you guys have beat the game so it shouldn't really matter for you guys so. yeah it
2: kind of happened to me too where I resumed with my pyro Mancer. Um, mm-hmm. for the for, I haven't played him in a while and uh, when I got into my game it's like I was like stuck uh near trench town where i had yep. to like finish up uh, part of a mission i think i was playing with damon at the time before i was able to get back and then once i went back to my menu i was able to actually reset the um campaign point and was the yeah. to point to the, uh, where i was at the in-game stuff with the yeah. expeditions and whatnot so
1: yeah but because you guys have beat the game beaten the game you should be able to just uh once you're done playing with me you should be able to do that so yeah but, uh, but other than that um, just been playing these old standbys I really I really like it I haven't really uh, touched much of anything uh, I have been I have been testing out the the, the bevy of um, Nintendo switch games that I got I uh, there was they're having this huge huge sale and they got like seven games for like 12 bucks or something so it's just something insane and you know uh, some are much better than others but i'll give you a much more in-depth de- in in-depth uh review of those games uh coming soon but that's really all that i've been playing so uh kev what have you been playing my friend
0: well i've been playing overtime, time yep. as usual
1: <laughs> at least it pays
0: yeah yeah and uh, i've also been playing uh price that comic book so that's been taking up uh crap ton of time of, of my free time. One of the things that I'll say with regards to the, uh like going through these old books is like some of the stuff that I thought would be worth something ain't worth, ain't worth like squat. Like I've got an Eclipso number one and I don't, and I don't even know who Eclipso is, but uh, it's a DC comic. And I got the limited edition one with this little plastic gem uh, that he's holding. That's been like superimposed on the comic book cover. Yep. <laughs> this, this, <laughs> dude, I, I paid like two fifty for that back when it came out. I think it, this my version is worth like eighty nine cents. <laughs> Yep, it's two dollars and fifty cents, or are you talking no, about... no, eighty nine cents. Yeah, that's it's, what it's worth. It's horrible.
2: <laughs> no, I'm just, I'm just making sure you didn't pay two hundred fifty dollars for it, or something. No, no,
0: no. two dollars and fifty. No, no. Okay, just, good, good. This is, again, this is all stuff that I picked up from the late '80s and, and early '90s. Um, I'm a DC fan. I could
2: tell you, Eclipse. So you buy I that do. book? You're not you're <laughs> buying that book to read it. You're not buying it for an investment. So.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. That's, well I, that's I a did thing. I did yeah. buy it too like I said I at one time I again I bought all this stuff when it was first printed yeah. so this is all 80s and 90s stuff and I bought it to read it and I, again I only read these books once and put them in a put them in in backing and never picked them up again. Some of the things that have surprised me is like spirits of vengeance is worth some money. Like the oh, yeah. ghost Ghost Rider and blaze books,
1: yeah, those are because they're getting ready to start using them supposedly the they're gonna start using them in the in the in the MCU so that's why they're that's why they're uh starting to catch a little bit of uh, price because blade they introduced blade and um in the new uh sorry in the last movie the Eternals they introduced Blade so so people are are thinking that it's he his appearances are going to be good we're going to be big so so yeah
0: okay yeah so like I've got like the number I've got number one and number two of Spirits of Vengeance with Johnny Blaze and Ghost Rider and both of those graded are worth hundreds of dollars um ironically the midnight sun's uh, that that uh crossover arc
1: mm-hmm.
0: is worth crazy money yep it is worth crazy money and i've got i've got three copies of the entire saga i didn't know that i had that <laughs> so that's great. So, yeah. So I, I I have no idea why I bought multiple copies of it. I didn't do it for I I wasn't look I wasn't speculating. Again, I I I bought these things for fun. I probably intended to give them to some to somebody or some bodies and just never got around to it. Um, and another thing that I was I'm I'm kind of surprised but not surprised considering who the main character is. For some reason, like the Spider-Man with the uh, Craven the Hunter, is worth ridiculous amounts of money too.
1: Because Craven the Hunter is getting ready to be, and they're making a movie of him. Oh, they are. Okay. Yeah, that's why.
0: Okay, so I've got, I've got a bunch of the. I've got a not a bunch. I've got a couple of those uh, each, and I, again, I, I don't know why but i've got one more i'm almost done i've got one more short box of comics that i need to go through and see what's in there and then i can be, then i begin the process of uh, figuring out what's going to be graded and what's not and start posting and and you know some of the ones that i'm going to sell raw and just start throwing them up there and getting that that going and then the next thing I get to do is go through my Hot Wheels collection and see what, what that's all about. That's going to be much much easier. That that I'm not that I'm not worried about at all. Uh, what it's are you using
1: What are you using to price your, uh, price your comic books?
0: So I'm using uh, eBay sold and closed sessions. I'm using and I'm using this, uh, but I'm keeping my collection on this website called Cover Price. Okay. Just so it because it's just instead of having to look at the book because I'm not gonna I don't I don't have this stuff committed to memory. Yeah. Uh, cover price it has a neat feature where and, and another thing when you do the page service, what's kind of cool and it's really cheap, it's only like a couple of bucks a month or something like that for the for the tier that I'm in. They've got a higher tier than that, but I, I figure out I, did, I didn't need that. What it'll do is if you've got crossovers, it will tell you it'll show you the the, the sagas that they're in and mm. tell you which books you got in your in your collection that apply to that saga which i thought was pretty dope yeah. for those people that are trying to just you know want to sell sell books as a as a completed story arc uh, that's pretty neat
1: yeah i have gonna thinking about uh, thinning out my collection as well so mm-hmm. so thank you there's
0: yeah, there's another um, web, another comic book website that I heard I heard of, but I can't remember. I didn't. I I intended to jot it down and check it out. There was this uh, one of the one of the comic book channels on YouTube. Uh, he's a speculator, uh, but he's got a lot of followers, so I'm assuming he knows what he's talking about. Mm-hmm. He's the one that mentioned cover price, but there was another one that he mentioned. And that one, it's—I can't remember the name of it—but the way they display everything, you can enter your collection uh, onto that site. I think you can import it from other sites, like you can link, like if you got a cover price or a, like a my comics. There's like a whole bunch of other websites that you can import your collections to by linking your account and it goes into it tells you like how many of the of those comic books were sold in a given amount of time what they sold for it's got a a listing of the graded of those graded books and uh how much they sold for on ebay and this get track there i guess there are some comic specific auction sites that it's attached to as well so I can't remember the name of that site though. So I need to dig into that. Cool. But, Thanks. Uh, I
1: mean this is yeah. awesome. Like I'm like, okay, you
0: know. Yeah, so <clears throat> so I've been doing that, but actually on the gaming front, the only thing I've been playing is Outrider. So um <laughs> uh, I went back to my primary character. My secondary character became he's like level 40. I want to say he's at 44. I want to say that. I think he's at level 44, which is the Technomancer that I've been using. My primary character, which was and still is a trickster, was much lower than that. I've got him up to 43 now on gear. So I'm going to try and get him to max. And once I do that, I can start just trying to get the gear, the specific gear that I'm looking for. There's a couple, there's like, I'm not going to chase everything. There's Mm -hmm. like a couple of weapons that are unique in, in some trickster builds that I've been checking out on YouTube. There's like a shot, like there's, there's like a couple of shotguns uh, that the trickster apparently are trickster friendly. Uh, If you're particularly, if you're using uh, hunt, the prey and uh, twisted rounds, which are skills that I don't use. And I might, I might look into checking out those type of builds, but those are skills that I that I was just never really able to get the hang of. So twisted rounds, of course, you just shoot, but hunt the prey, I could never get that to work right for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, so but that's really it for me on the gaming front. It's just been it's just been running outriders expeditions. So with that, we're going to move on to our next topic on the docket, which is going to be the main event. All right, Dez, you got the mic, man.
1: All righty. So for this week's main event, or this episode's main event question, uh, the question was brought to us from our good friend and longtime listener, Crucial Chase. Um, We asked him during one of our game nights, does he have a question? And he gave us one, and so we all worked together a little workshopping it, and we came up with this one. Uh, What new game, what new gaming genre have you tried and enjoyed that you've been a nope uh, for years, uh, years ago? Like you said nope years ago, and you're like, never, I'm never going to play that game. And what prior favorite gaming genres have you fallen out of favor with lately? Answer either, and we'll discuss it. And again, thanks, Chase, for the question. And uh, so Chase was the first one to respond, uh, and he said, uh, I used to play a lot of Call of Duty and Battlefield, even to the point of doing the uh, MLG online tournaments. Look at that. Uh, I was average, but I liked the progression and getting on with my friends and hanging out. Around uh, COD, BLOP, 2 uh, I'm going to say COD Bloops 2. <laughs> COD Bloops 2. Call of Duty
0: Black Ops 2.
1: I know I'm just messing with this because he, he wrote the acronym. So I thought it was kind of funny. Uh, my brother said I was yelling and angry the entire match, even though I was doing really well. I had like uh, 25 and five, but I wasn't doing a very specific challenge. I needed I it needed for a specific thing or whatnot. And at that moment, I realized I'd be happier if I stopped playing these. Granted, I did play some after that. Uh, for game nights and whatnot, but not to the extent I was. Uh, and any put in parentheses, you all, you all may actually hear the demon come out. Some while I'm playing Crucible and Destiny on game nights. Yes, yes, we've heard a little bit of the of the demon, but but you know, hey, we, we've all got little demons on our on our shoulders. Uh, as for genre, I found I I loved. I guess uh, it would have been, or it would be, when I first played Persona Four Golden on the Vita. And found i love jrpgs more specifically the persona series in parentheses i had played some others and still didn't get into the more random fight type games like older uh, ff or final fantasy uh in quote well but i or in parentheses but i have found ones uh, i did i do like a lot and i would not have gotten given them the time of day if i if i didn't decide to actually play something worthwhile on my vita yeah i i really wish i would have bought a vita um i I guess it was like a hidden gem kind of um kind of system uh i know joe can probably talk a lot about it and um and what and and what it was like uh will d on the will d says uh good questions um, I used to be ridiculous about sports games, in particular FIFA, Madden, and NHL. Nowadays, I'm more blah to them. But don't get me wrong, I still play at least one of them every year. On the flip side, I've definitely grown into some more classic RPGs. I like the slow burn and becoming stronger over time. I like that too, actually. I think that's one of the reasons why I really enjoy um, RPGs. But uh, Kev, uh, how would you answer this question? What's a genre... Uh, that, that you've been nope, but you love. I'm assuming it's like Pokemon, right? I know you're a huge Pokemon fan right now and you were like, never before, right? Is that, yeah. Is that right? Uh,
0: That's... No. <laughs> never. 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 I think the answer to that for me is going to have to be also the Persona series because my homie Damon has been trying to get me to play Persona for years, like, well before Persona 4 like beginning with like the first game he's like, man you gotta play this and I was like nah it's turn-based because I'm not a fan of turn-based combat and role-playing games. I worked through it in Final Fantasy 7 just because I had heard that the story was really good and, and in my opinion that that uh, what people were saying about that was absolutely 110 percent correct but otherwise I'm I'm just not into the turn-based thing. And he's like, "Man, you got to you got to check out these Persona games." So it wasn't until ironically the Vita <laughs> as well when See? Persona 4 Golden came out, I said, "You know what? I don't even been talking about the the Persona series forever and ever. So let me check this out." And I popped that into my Vita and I played that thing nonstop, mostly at work on my breaks and just fell in love with the persona universe with the way they did things, the mixing of your quest life and your social life, the social links that you formed. It was it, it was it was just enough to just keep you to keep you interested in knowing what was going to take place or what was going to what uh uh events or what activities what members of your team you'd have the opportunity to hang out with it was just enough of that to keep me hanging on to look forward to that after a quest and then when i was doing the social link stuff the the from where I, I left off from that, I was eager to get back into the quest as well to continue the story. It, the Persona is probably some of the best written games, at least Persona 4 and Persona 5. I have not played one through three. If they ever come to PlayStation Plus, I'm definitely going to, or, or the, uh, the, uh, the tier with the, uh, uh the top tier for play for the PlayStation service I'm definitely going to check them out but I just fell in love with that universe so that would be my answer to the nope the one my answer to the to the one that I I used to the genre that I used to love but kind of fell it's not really I fell out of love with the genre it's just that I got sidetracked and that would be fighting games in general fighting games used to be my favorite genre. I mean, that was all I played. It was the reason why I got a Saturn because of the different fighting games that they had. And for whatever reason as I grew as I grew older, it's not that I stopped liking them. Yeah, I got old. Huh? Well, that that's the truth of it, really. Uh but as I I just got really drawn into the single player narrative content of other games. Uh, That's when I was, when I was messing with uh, say like Darkstalker, the Darkstalker series on Saturn, uh, because I got a Saturn, you know, well after it, it had had come and gone. You know, I was playing vagrant story and final fantasy seven and, getting into the resident evil series and all the on on the playstation and you know some of the uh castlevanias on the nintendo systems and all that stuff was going on so i just became more and more engrossed in single player content and i'm still like that today even though every generation i go out and i buy i buy fight sticks i got i got I've I've gotten rid of more fight sticks <laughs> than I'm than I care to admit, either selling them or giving them to uh, family members. And I just picked up a hitbox which I absolutely adore, but I haven't really used it because I've just been really caught up in in my other games, you know, the Horizon Forbidden Wests and uh, I had just completed playing um, the, the game before the game before that um I was playing uh the Final Fantasy VII remake which was I mean those just commanded all of my attention. So I'm trying to make a concerted effort to get back into my fighting games like I picked up um, uh final uh, not final fight but the King of Fighters 15 and uh, i i definitely want to get back into that trying to get back into fighters but you know <laughs> and i'm and i'm really hyped for uh dnf duel even though i didn't get a chance to play in any of the betas uh but yeah that would be my answer to the question it's the uh, persona with the turn-based combat and uh my fighting games and
1: well, i hope that hope that the fighting games comes back you get that bug again starts biting on you yeah <laughs> uh so Fred French uh, at Twitter your friend in mine said i used to really enjoy playing tiger woods golf uh probably because I'm awful at it in real life my <laughs> my slice is so bad one time i hit the ball and it landed behind me yeah um it's funny joe did that in actual an actual video game it was i don't know how he did it but uh, I know they haven't made a golf game in a while, but I don't think, but I don't think I would enjoy playing it anymore. Um, yeah, I mean, I know Joe's really big on golf games and I am too. Um, I think Joe, uh, Kevin is too. I, I'm more but. into
2: arcade golf. You could stick those Sims up, uh, you know, where I yeah. don't care about Tiger Woods, Rory McElroy or yeah. anyone
1: else. Yeah. yeah. So, so, well, that's a good segue, you know, what's, uh, what's your nope? And, uh, oh my God, I, why, why haven't I played this before, uh, uh, games or genres? Well, for,
2: for me, uh, the genre I kind of lost the plot with specifically, I would probably have to say baseball games, uh, because I'm a big baseball guy. I used to play a ton of baseball games, uh, meaning, you know, back in the day I used to play like, you know, obviously on like 2600 play home run and, um, real sports baseball on the atari and then uh, m network baseball all the way up uh i sim some seasons using earl weaver baseball on the amiga on there that's how kind of fervent i got and i was keeping my own statistics and everything i was running spreadsheets and all the craziness so on there and even throughout the 90s i mean i'd pick up like uh, be playing like uh, World Series baseball from Sega. Check out, you know, the Tony La baseball from EA on there and going back and forth and just really diving in deep to a lot of these baseball games on there. And uh, sports games really in general, too. I mean, uh, played a lot of, like, other games like Madden and NHL. Um, I played, like, the um, Sega Worldwide soccer and whatnot. But uh, just seems like uh, once everything started to become more sim-based, uh, on there I kind of lost the the feeling of trying to learn the mechanics of trying to play like MLB the show on there and i kind of feel like uh yeah, even though I'm a big baseball fan still to this day just actually going in and playing a baseball game it just uh um I don't think i i always go in and I'll try to buy MLB the show thanks to xbox game pass I don't have to even simulate that i could just download and pretend I'm gonna play and <laughs> not play it so <laughs> which is pretty much it saves me saves me a dollar so you know thank you phil thank you mlb mm. for uh sponsoring uh game you know mlb the show on games pass that way i don't have to pull up the facade of buying it and not playing it so yeah On there, And I kind of wish I had because I love baseball. And so I think I definitely would take advantage. I know MLB the show has this like road to the show where you just basically create your own baseball player and take him to minor leagues and, you know, actually play the entirety of the game and just play his at bats and his instances in the field where he's like fielding. And to me, I think that would be super interesting to play. I think even you might like that, Des. You know, you're role-playing a baseball player's career, so I'm not sure how deep you would get into that. If you...
1: I do like career modes in in games, um, especially if it's tennis. You know, I used to remember playing, you know, tennis a lot. Um, that, but there hasn't been, been a really... good tennis game in a long time, though.
2: Yeah, for sure. Since I think, what, Top Spin 3, I think? Oh, so Virtue, good. Virtua Tennis.
1: Yeah, all those were great. Uh, top Spin was, was my favorite, though.
2: Yeah. And I don't know what 2K is doing, but the, the, not the, top the, spin. the company is making tennis games nowadays. They're all pretty much mediocre or horrible. Mm-hmm. So Horrible. And as far as genre that I never thought I would like and find myself liking, um, even though I haven't really played one in a while, uh, it's like uh, I never thought I would really be into strategy games. And strategy games, I'm not talking about like, you know, like JRPG strategy games, like Shining Force, like, or anything like that. I'm talking like uh, Sid Meier's Civilization or something like that. And I've dabbled with Civilization throughout the years, but, you know, it's like, uh, I I usually don't play those type of games. You know, I don't play like the, the 4X strategy or anything like that. But when I do get into one, sometimes it's just very nice on there. So so I definitely would love to go back and play more Civ, but uh, it's something to wear, um, you know. Growing up, I think I never would want to play a game like that. And then when I first played Civilization, it was back on the Amiga, and then I picked up like Civ on Xbox 360 with the Civilization Revolution. So I, st- I still go back th- to that genre from time to time, but the uh, genre I never thought I would dig or get into. So that'd probably be my answer. So
1: cool uh so Alberto on our discord says great question for some of us old gamers lol speak for yourself sir uh for real though years ago i hated souls born games i felt like expert mode hit me in the face with the first enemy that i ran into but now i bought dark souls 1 through 3 elden ring now i literally played hundreds of hours and finished my first playthrough of elden ring um for me i'd have to say that was one of the genres that i was like nope about was uh was was genres like that uh specifically the souls borns type type of games um there's just a level of difficulty that i just wasn't ready to uh be a part of um i remember booting up the first uh uh demon souls long time ago and playing it and just being like this game's too hard <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and I was just like, nope. So that was a genre that I was really like, no. But you know, as I've really kind of thought about it and and done and and was really thinking about games and and the evolution of games, um, and and the whole get good kind of th- situation. There's no, I can do I can play those games. The, the games are not terribly hard, especially when you put it into a framework of, of 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 learning and actually um i guess getting good um they're actually quite fun and rewarding and i think um one of the things that uh kevin hits on a a a couple of times um in the past is that there's this level of gratification you get when you complete a hard boss this level of kind of like whoo i finally did it and i think I think sometimes that can be missing uh, largely be missing in games nowadays because there's no stakes in a lot of these games that we play. And that's a whole nother, uh, question, um, that we could be asking, but I want to say that, that, that souls games, that genre is a genre that I was nope, but I have grown, uh, very fond of. And, um, I'm thinking that with, uh, Elden ring, um, that brought a whole bunch of people to the fold and that can be both good and bad but I, I really liked when the when the director basically said you know just take your time you know you'll get it it'll be fine you know just 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 enjoy it i think we need more people uh more directors or game game designers to kind of say that to people be like hey you know this is it's, it's okay you know you can lose and i think people are just so used to not having any kind of difficulty in games that when it kind of hits people are like nope didn't like that you know because they didn't like to lose so uh but that's just my you know armchair psychology so that's that's that is my genre that i was just very much like i was very nope about but now i'm softening from from it and i'm trying other souls-like games and there's different types that are coming out like the uh tunic was one of them uh chronos is another one that i'm eyeing uh to play so i'm going to start with like the 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 souls born light games i guess (laughs) you know um and then and then go from there but but yeah that's definitely uh that's definitely the 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 genre that was a note um the genre that I really kind of fallen in love with is the collectible genre, uh, like Pokemon and stuff like that. Um, I really liked that gameplay, and I really liked the, the 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 sort of obsessive compulsive nature of like you gotta collect them all, you gotta collect them all, ah, you know, kind of thing. But, but that genre has just been so dry and so stagnant that I can't, I I just can't. I don't know, like, I I really I really lament the days where Joe and I and his ex-wife could actually play Pokemon and and really, like, get excited to go out and and buy both versions and, and then trade and all this other stuff. I'm just like, I just don't know if I'm if I'm there anymore. And I was hoping that Arceus would kind of relight that fire. And it did for a while but then at the same time it still largely is the same um and so part of me's kind of kind of sad about that because i really like the pokemon franchise and i still do it's just it's just that formula that formula is just not it's just it's so stagnant now that that i i, I that is a true like i've fallen out of love with that game you know and i just i just don't with that with with that game with that genre you know even the new ones like i played um nexomon and then i played um uh tam tam and they just i don't know what it was but they just did not they just were not scratching the itch that that i used to have and and i guess it's one of those things where you can you can kind of grow out of a genre too as well you know it's nothing it's not bad or it's not good or bad it's just sometimes maybe you've just grown out of it and I'm thinking that maybe that's what happened with uh, with with this kind of collectathon type of type of genre. So I don't know. You, you
2: think Scarlet and Violet will bring you back in the fold, or do you think it's going uh, to no, be the same old, because it's
1: it's largely going to be the same old, same old. And that's the sad thing about it. You know, is is I don't even know if I'm going to pick it up, honestly. Especially if they if especially if they go back if they go back to the well after Arceus. Because Arceus was them moving into a, in my opinion, Arceus was them moving into a, into an, into new territory, into a new direction. And if they shelve all that and give us a, a, cookie cutter, uh, Pokemon experience, then yeah, there's, for me, there's no reason to buy it. And I'm just like, and I'm sad about that. So I, I don't know. I really, I, I, I really need to see more about it. I really need to see more about it to see because at this point, it's largely looking like it's going to be the same. And, and 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 I'm sad about that. So, but that's just me. Um, and lastly, uh, John BT on Discord said, "I used to love JRPGs, but now I find them too slow and rather boring. Eh. <laughs> They're just too long and slow to commit to." Uh, so for a new genre, I can't really think of anything. I'd say Monster Hunter, but I had been into gaming between uh, PS2 through four. I would likely have been all about them. Yeah, I could see that. Um the whole Monster Hunter series, um, and their series of games like Totokin and um other other um God, uh, Eater. God Eater. Yeah, well, other games in that in that genre. Um, I've always enjoyed them, I, although I think Totokin is a is a hidden gem out of all of them, if you ask me, and I would really love to see a new one. But but, uh, but yeah, but that's uh, those are our those are the responses to our question. Uh, thank you again, Chase, for supplying such a fantastic uh, question uh, that got a lot of feedback. Um, so, for our next week's question, um, what are your ho- What are you hoping is announced during the Xbox Slash With Us the showcase? Uh, let us know, and we'll talk about it on our next show. I know it's not going to be out until June until June. So we have plenty of time to speculate about what's going to happen. And Joe's even going to talk about it in our news section. So uh, please definitely stay tuned for that. And again, thank you to everyone who took the time to answer our, our question. We really, really, you know, can't do this without you. And we really appreciate it. And as always at the end, Kevin will give you a secondary shout out at the end of the show. So that's it for me. So, uh, uh, big Joe jabroni chief uh you're up next buddy news
2: all right good deal yeah i do have some news for this episode so let's go and get into it and speaking of xbox and bethesda yeah microsoft this week kind of threw it down and everyone seems excited and putting up that hype on here. So the Xbox Bethesda Game Showcase is set for June 12th. On here, and the showcase will be streamed on every video streaming platform imaginable, including YouTube, Twitch, Twitter, Facebook, and TikTok. On here, there's no really details, but it's going to include upcoming releases for Xbox Game Pass and the wider Xbox ecosystem, uh, meaning non exclusives. On here, So obviously it might be good to get finally some gameplay footage of Starfield, which is due um, to come out on November 11th on there. I know Bethesda just recently released a video focusing on the music and sound design on the game on here. When um, as far as what else we might see, maybe possibly the new Elder Scrolls game get announced on there um also maybe some updates on some of the games uh, from prior uh, xbox showcases including hellblade 2 um you know the new forza uh, machine games did announce a, in the indiana jones game that they're working on uh of course avowed uh from uh god I'm trying to draw in the blank it does help me out to avowed by but
1: avowed um i don't know it, obsidian sorry obsidian but, yeah oh i'm sorry i i keep thinking i keep forgetting that 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 game is even coming out you know yeah because
2: it was, you know, was just a, it was just a cg yeah. like, trailer and the name of the like uh kind of
1: i don't yeah i'm it's just interesting because I, i'm thinking that they're going to talk about more dlc for um uh uh Outer for, worlds maybe uh, Outer worlds, but I'm thinking uh,
2: World, Outer World. worlds too got announced, so
1: yeah, that's what But I'm but I'm thinking they might they might actually take a take a chance on it. But I don't think so. I mean, God forbid we get some more grounded news.
2: We might uh, more than likely there will be maybe grounded 1.0 finally. You know, <laughs> finally because <laughs> yeah, there's uh, I don't think grounded uh, official releases actually come out as it. Does. It hasn't.
1: It's still in early access.
2: It, it hasn't been grounded. Once once it's out, once 1.0, then it'll be true grounded that we all know and love. So.
1: It let Me Smalls.
2: <laughs> I know. Uh, Everwild 2 is another game that's kind of been kind of in development hell. Uh, Xbox. Uh, Fable, of course, uh, was announced, and uh, of course, Perfect Dark, which is has a share of controversy right now with the whole. Um, Crystal Dynamics being brought in to help development along on there i know the coalition is supposed to be doing good work but there's been hubbub about some like people leaving and some back and forth about that whole project so we'll have to see on it so hopefully they could uh you know rescue it and then from there on there but i don't think we're going to see scale bound but uh kind of funny that i was like checking out a tweet from someone that used to work at platinum but they said that they played scale bound and they felt like it was on its way to being a great game but it got squashed by microsoft for whatever reason so
1: yeah i need uh, a hit too yeah
2: but um I, without going in too much because we're going to save it for next week's main event uh, what do you guys are looking forward to with this upcoming showcase
1: uh, more of it. More information about Avowed. I'm. I'm really wanting to see what what Bethesda's. Sorry. What um, uh, Obsidian's going to be having. Like, I really want to see, what what they have. Like, that's that's my thing. Like, I I am I am there for them, and I want to see what they have to offer. So that's, any anything that anything that they can give us. Uh, for for that for that studio is is would be great for me. So that's 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 it in a nutshell what I'm what I'm definitely wanting to see. You know, please 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 do something. How about you, Kev?
0: For me, it's going to have to. I w- I want to see Starfield. Yeah. I want to see what that game is all about. I want to see what Hellblade Two is all about. Perfect Dark, all of the, all of these games that have been talked about and mentioned and, and hyped up, if not by Microsoft themselves and by their more fervent uh, areas of their fan base, I need to see some gameplay. Yeah. This is not the show for another uh, uh, CG trailer. We need actual gameplay. In particular, and I'm 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 saying Starfield for sure, as well as Hellblade Two, because I mean we even though Hellblade Two has shown quote unquote gameplay, we really don't know what type of game that's going to be. I need somebody with a controller. I need somebody narrating some stuff. And explaining exactly what it is that we're that we're going to be doing in the in that game, definitely Starfield needs to show because I mean, we get we probably get criticized for for being quote unquote Xbox haters or or you know and, and what? At least I do. I, I, I that has been that has been my moniker from podcasts past (laughs) I'll -hmm. I'll put it that way I'm not an Xbox hater I just want Xbox to be better that's what that's really what this boils down to I have the system if I hated the system I wouldn't have it even though I didn't pay for it but what I wanted to what I want to see is I want to see the fruits of these billions upon billions of dollars that have been spent on these acquisitions i want to see content that's that i'm going to that i'm going to find interesting and i don't think that's asking too much i really don't i'm my gaming tastes are not so far out there that you know the idea of finding something worth playing from an Xbox first party exclusive perspective is just so far. My my tastes are so are just so niche that, oh, there's no way that they're ever going to give you something that you're going to care about. I, it didn't used to be that way. And if it didn't used to be that way, I see no reason why I can't be that way again. So. I just want to see some gameplay of some games that I'm going to care about. That's really all I want from this, from this showcase. It we're we're pat well what we we are well past the time of CG trailers and um, hype reels and best on Game Pass promotional screenshots. I I, I need to see something. Concrete, and I'm hope I'm hoping that's what they they'll be able to produce.
2: Yeah, because really we haven't seen much with some of these games like Fable. We don't know really how that plays, of course. And you know, talking about uh, you know Everwild's been in development hell. On mm-hmm. there, Valve's just been uh, like a, a logo. Uh, we really have no idea. We have CG, but probably see more on Redfall. Too, which is that uh, four-player uh, Bethesda developed a uh, vampire co-op game on here and probably see more about Contraband, which is a game that people probably have forgotten about <laughs> because they just showed like a little vignette and a logo and that was it. But that's from Avalanche Studios on here. And Avalanche Studios is the same developer that did like, you know, Gen Zero and Just Cause on here mad max and so they're working on a co-op game um you know based in 70s uh uh asia on there with uh, you know running some smuggling rings and that kind of thing and i have no idea what that game's gonna play like you know we don't know nope. yet. so so just want to see more more stuff and um also curious to see what partnerships they have decided to go in and you know they've always surprised this one way or another you know and maybe this will be the year they finally buy sega like all their fans want them to do for some reason. <laughs> so, okay so sonic <laughs> sonic exclusive on the xbox yeah
1: okay buddy let's uh let's but not go crazy I'll be,
2: I'll be curious to see if there's a new pso expansion maybe get back to that too so but we'll definitely talk more about it next week when we talk about the main event question go more into detail then from there. So kind of giving you guys a little bit to kind of chew on the go and answer that question on that. So, all right. And then this past week, there's a lot of explanations going on with PlayStation plus again. So, so yeah, uh, there was a big hubbub earlier, uh, cause PlayStation initially announced earlier in the week, uh, that, um, they explained kind of how everything was going to work. If you have both a PlayStation Plus and the PlayStation Now uh, subscription, that kind of detailed the fact that if you have both, that you will be able to basically get whatever service you have uh, a subscription for longer, um, be able to go ahead and extend it out for the life of that. And you'll be able to get the premium PS Plus. On here, So there was a big scramble of people trying to stack and buying cards to extend their subscriptions, uh, because if they also had now, obviously, they would be able to go in and, uh, you know, using the cost of a PlayStation Plus card, which can get down to like 40 bucks a year, $35 a year, if you go on certain key websites, you know, right now the premium tier is 120 bucks. So like, say, if even if you have three months of PlayStation now, <laughs> and have like five years of PlayStation Plus, you'll get five years of PlayStation Plus Premium because of the fact that your Plus subscription's longer. So right now there was a big to-do about, one, people trying to buy and find PlayStation Now um, subscriptions, like finding cards and whatnot. And then the aftermarket price for a PlayStation Now subscription has gone up uh, considerably because of the fact of what they decided to do. But then Sony decided that between uh, unbeknown to a lot of people, uh, people were going out and buying PlayStation Plus cards to extend, extend their subscription, and they started complaining that the codes weren't working. And it was kind of like, you know, one knew what was going on for a while, and people were complaining, saying that PlayStation Plus was busted on there. Uh, but uh, this past Friday, yesterday, they came out and stated basically that and because of the transition to the new tiers, that uh, any... Um, existing subscribers can't stack and put further years onto their subscription nope (laughs) denied so yeah so there's a lot of hubbub and a lot of uh you know pushback from certain people out there because they feel like it is quote-unquote (laughs) anti-consumer of course uh there's other fanboys that have gotten up and gotten in the whole xbox versus you know game pass versus playstation plus rants and how is this right and all this other stuff it's it's a service for god's sake it's like you know i, I in a perfect world i would have loved to have gone and bought a uh, another playstation now uh extended out a little bit longer knowing that the fact that i would have the playstation plus premium for longer but uh yeah, I can afford to, you know, subscribe once. Once my term is up, once once my uh, PlayStation Plus subscription is up in, I think November, and then the PlayStation Now subscription that I talked about a few episodes ago, I picked up uh, runs out, I believe, in like uh, March of next year. So I'll have PlayStation Plus Premium until 2023 of March, which is fine by me. I think Des, you got a couple of years of PlayStation Now, so you're in a sweet spot as far as having premium. So
1: i i i am yes so, so i got it i got it good
2: yep but other people are kind of upset and you know mad i don't what do you guys feel about that do you think they have a right to be upset about it or do you think uh, that they should have came out outright and let everyone know what's going on before you know i know that they're more reactive than proactive to let everyone know hey you know this is kind of The way it's going to go, I almost in the wish in the way they would have, instead of this, like, kind of, okay, we got this new service that's coming out in June that they would have just announced it and just released it right then and there. But, you know, things take time, of course. So people have to be understanding. Kev, what's your opinion about all this back and forth about cards not working and whatnot?
0: So this is what people are mad at. I'm mad that I can't I can't game the system. Yeah. I'm mad that Sony's saying no. You're going to pay for this service if you want it. We're not going <laughs> to. We're not going to let you. We're not going to let you stack this up for for for. You'll come in on the cheap, get it for a dollar equivalent. We think that this is something that is worth that is worth paying for, and we're asking those who are interested in it to do so. Look, we've known that this service was coming at least since the first Jeff Grubb tweet, right? Regarding this.
2: Yeah, back uh, in December of last year.
0: Right. So if you are one of those people that follow the industry or keep up with the ins and outs of of the gaming business, you have had ample time. You have had ample time even after the official PlayStation announcement, you have had ample time to start building, start to start stacking your uh, your credits for your, for these services. If you wanted to, ample time, and I, it, it would have been now. Well, I didn't know that. No, look. We, we ha- And this is like my biggest pet peeve with modern gamers right now. We want everything for nothing. We want Ruth Chris for a McDonald's dollar menu price. That's not how the real world works, people. It never has been how the real world works. You get what you pay for 99% of the time. You get what you pay for. It is up to you as a consumer to decide whether or not said product is worth your hard-earned dollar. If it is, you buy it. If it's not, you pass. It's really that simple. And for the the thing, and another thing that kind of hacks my uh, my hide here is that we have these so-called gaming journalists. That get on their personal channels, even though they they represent the uh, corporate entities that they work for, but they get on their little private channels and they start running the, running their mouths about oh how anti-consumer this is and or, oh oh I can't believe they keep getting away Sony keeps getting away with this anti-consumerism. It's like okay. Yeah, y'all wanted a PlayStation 5 when it first came out. You guys were denied. Sony didn't send you one, so you're pissed off about it. Y'all still haven't, y'all, y- y- your jaws are still tight about that. I, okay, I get it. But when you run this narrative under the guise of your personal account, when you know that the only reason people know you is because of the corporation that you work for, IGN Excuse me It just shows how shallow Of a professional you really are In my opinion It does It does And that's why I have given up on this On these uh, Quote unquote Professional journalists And their bullshit Personal uh, channels Because all they do is They spew an agenda they they are paid by the corporations in access and if you pay attention to who sony is giving access to for their announcements most of it is being done through their own owned channels very little of it is being done through the igns and the game spots and the uh, you may see a, a, a Bloomberg or a GameIndustry.biz be the, 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 the news source for a major announcement, but most of it is being done by their own channels. Microsoft is the one that's, that's, that's giving their, uh, granting access to these corporate gaming entities, and folks, JAWS is tight, that they're not getting the scoop on this stuff because I get it. That's how they make their money. that they bring clicks to the site is how we get paid. I Okay, great. I understand that. But you're letting that build the narrative and trying to influence uh, a, 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 a a generation of uh, oatmeal brain filled gamers. And trying to and trying to influence that their their buying decisions with what I consider less than truthful truthful perspectives. That's really what it boiled down to.
2: Yeah, Sony did on Friday bust up a fact and so there is a fact talking more about the new service. On here, um, they have a little guide as far as. Uh, If you do have a card that's not working right now that uh, it's going to redeem for so much of uh, whatever tier that you're wanting as far as uh, the um, card that you're going to be redeeming on there. And if you need to, you could go to the website on there and find out as far as how it's going to transfer and what it's going to equal out to if need be on there. Obviously, if you just want essential, which is just PlayStation Plus as is right now. All you have to do is just redeem a card. And it's basically a, if you have a 12 month uh, voucher, you just redeem it. And there you go yeah. on there. So, and you know, the conversion chart is kind of clear on here as far as how things are going to be spelled out on there. So,
0: people have been knowing about this since last year. Mm. If they wanted to start stacking, they could have done it, they could have been doing it. I could have been doing it if I if I really cared about it. I just, you know, I'll I'll just wait until I get a clearer picture as to what this service is, and I'm cool if it's. I feel it's something I I'll, I want. I'll just go ahead and buy it. If not, I'll keep I'll keep my my account where it is. So, you know, miss me with this faux consumer rights consumer advocate nonsense outrage. yeah it's just, Fake uh, it's just outrage
2: outrage for the sake of outrage
0: Come yeah y'all were y'all weren't you weren't even thinking about this so no no i i no he you know, all that nonsense
2: i don't know how it's going to be you know i you know listeners of this show know i am on another a uh, podcast named gh radio and i'm assuming you sitting here playing defender even though i got nothing to defend per se well know? there's nothing
0: there's nothing to defend uh, and this is the th- oh, man, do i, do I want to say this yeah i'll just go ahead and say it when people are talking about we're talking about multi-billion dollar companies okay most and this is the thing that i this is why I'm, I believe that for these for these so-called journalists to be all up in or up in or up you know oh we're so upset of this anti-consumer oh, I feel so there has got to be they're getting paid on some end some way whether it's access they're paid in access or somebody some of these corporations are just sending them a check to keep the narrative of one side of the argument in one light. There has got to be something going on because the, the 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 level of the narrative that is going on around this world of gaming, I've never seen it in any other mass-produced consumer product. Never. I've never seen that. I've never seen... Um, I've never seen Dodge guys and Chevy guys and Ford guys get on social media arguing back and forth about something that one of these companies doing being anti-consumer I've I've it, it's just weird. It's bizarre to me. It's like we we have we're in this era where, I can't make a freaking decision without somebody else telling me whether it's a good deal or not. I can't decide whether or not I'm interested in this game without an influencer telling me if it's a good idea or not. I can't make a decision about an expected game with high expectations, uh, (coughs) cyberpunk. Without the game chair mafia putting out this these videos and hyping this game up, knowing having and knowing, I you can't tell me they didn't know that game was going to come out a piece of shit. You can't tell me that they didn't know that, but they went on ahead and did it, and lo and behold, oh, we got our magic uh, cyberpunk twenty uh, eighties. Uh, and we got our we got our cyberpunk game chairs. Hey, ain't we cool? Look at look look at the neat. Hey, guys, did you go out and get your side copy of cyberpunk? Yeah, yeah, rah rah rah. And unless you had a high end PC, you're left with a with a piss poor product. I have I have no respect for these for these people on a professional level. I get it. Make your money. I'll never shade somebody for for stacking their paper but for you for for this faux outrage that these that some of these cats are on nah I I don't need none of that I don't need none of that at all and the idea of defending quote-unquote defending these multi-billion dollar corporations it's like don't none of these these corporations care about you if you miss your next car note is Microsoft going to send you the money to cover it? Hmm. If I miss if I miss my my next mortgage payment, is, is uh, uh, Jim Ryan gonna cut me a check? No. So I, I, again, one company just using using myself in this example between two corporate entities. One is doing shit that I like. Another one is doing shit I don't like. Why wouldn't I talk about the one that's doing the stuff that I like? it's yeah. simple it's that simple so i don't i,
2: I, don't, don't, I, I don't see it as defending sony i mean i don't really care it's not defending
0: anything yeah, it, it, it's it's responding and saying hey i'm interested in this game this service what have you this product and b I'm, I'm saying it's i'm not interested in this game this service this product because i wish it was doing something that the other that their competition was to it that's really all it boils down to but folks get all up in their feelings and get all bent out of shape and all of a sudden people are fanboys it's like no yeah i don't want to hear anything
2: about anyone especially on the other show i'm on because they don't subscribe to playstation plus and so i don't want to hear it (laughs) that's it yes i do not want to hear it if you're not interested in it guess what you're not interested in it don't don't even have a vested interest to even talk about it you know that's all i got to say about that so yeah i think it's a good thing that they decided to say hey if you got playstation plus and now guess what whatever you have of whatever the longest you have you get premium on that service they they could have not have done that you know um you know, someone could have had PlayStation now for six months and uh, have PlayStation Plus for six years. And, you know, guess what? You have premium now for six years. So, mm-hmm. you know, I don't think they needed to do that. And then since they did and people want to take advantage of that, they were not able to take advantage of it. That's where the outrage is at. So,
0: it's Yeah. Like, oh, gee, I can't scam the system. Oh, that's anti-consumer. They expect me to pay for a product. Oh, oh, oh. Touch my pearls. No.
1: <laughs> any
2: any thoughts on this, Des? Or is this, is no, I is? think
1: Kevin pretty much said it all. I mean, that's really what it comes down to. Since people are complaining that they can't game the system. Yeah. You know, that's fine. Like if you want to complain about that, that's fine, but just don't sit there and say that it's anti-consumer when it's not. Yeah.
2: All right. And then uh there's a couple of things come out about PlayStation Plus Premium too. There was a report, according to a game developer report, that PlayStation has developed its for developer guidelines to state that a game demo lasting at least two hours will now be required for any game that costs uh, $34 or higher on here. So basically it's a point that um, for the service um, that they have to have a demo available for you to be able to play uh, first two hours of the game on there. And it has to be available upon release on here. There's nothing in the report saying what would happen if the developer fails to provide such a trial on here, but uh, they said according to the um, developer guidelines that they were privy to that um, this only applies to games currently in development, not yet released. Developers will have a three month grace period after a game launches before this trial must be made available on here. So and also, they said that an alternative custom demo may be provided, but not needing to be two hours long. But this will only be approved on a case by case basis on there. So, basically, what they're trying to do is uh, basically that every game that's on PSN that's $34 or higher, you're going to be able to play, um, you know, not a demo version of the game, but just the first two hours of the game without having to purchase it, which to me sounds like a great deal in my mind. I could get into a game, kind of, you know, give it a test run, see if I like it and see if I'm going to buy it for full retail price. Uh, Any thoughts on this? Des, I know out of the three of us, you probably like to dabble and try more games and check out certain things. So what do you think?
1: I think that's great. Um, Although I, for one, don't really put much stock in demos. Uh, But I think that now that I've, probably will because like you're never really sure what you're going to get a demo of yeah so the thing about
2: these time release demos are not actual demos they're actually just the first two hours of the final release of the
1: game but i think that's really good because sometimes like i don't know and i'm not trying to call anyone out nintendo but they have like a ton of shovelware on that system you know and there's a ton of shovelware on all systems so giving the consumer you know two hours of a, of a, of a PSN game to see if they want it or not before they spend, uh, you know, their hard-earned ducats on it. I think that's fantastic. Um, and it really shouldn't be that hard to do. I mean, just kind of gate lock the first, you know, the first two hours. And if you want, you know, you pay your, your money and then you get the game, you know, because I don't know about you, but I very rarely do I, do I buy games, um, uh sight unseen or um or um like like i don't buy them on a um what's the word like i don't buy them like i usually buy them on a discount (laughs) so so like i very rarely do i buy games full uh full price day one yeah Yeah, day one unless like it's it's got really good buzz or it seems like it's going to be a really uh fantastic game then sure you know but but being able to just kind of dabble in a game before you before you pay money like i think that's a, i think that's pretty good actually so yeah i'm here for it good good on sony
2: anything on this kid and that's not
1: and that's not anti consumer that's not anti consumer so <laughs> just saying you know it's that's pretty good consumer right there so
0: <laughs> i like the premise I do like the premise. My my concern is I don't want a game to be delayed specifically because they have to get a two hour snippet ready. Oh yeah.
2: It's it's not a way they're going to work is just like EA access, like um, where they're not developing a separate slice. For you to be able to play, they said they they will allow that but on a case by case basis. They just basically want the ability, like to say, okay, for the um, this game releases hot game number one, hot game number one, you're able to play the first two hours of hot game number one, and then at the end of the the time period, then you're able to go in and, and decide whether you want to re- you know buy it at full price or decide not to buy it and delete it then from there. So it's not where the programmers have to go in and actually program anything into the game. Everything is going to be built into the game proper. Like, you know, you've seen where Triangle Strategy just came out for the Switch a couple of months ago. You got Mm -hmm. access to the first three chapters for free. Okay. And the demo basically is just, uh, basically you're downloading the entirety of the game. It's just because you don't have a license for it, it's only going to let
1: you play Does yeah It doesn't unlock
0: yeah. Okay, because I want to say that there was a, um, a trademark that was discussed in which Sony was trying to implement a system on PSN that would basically turn every game on their store into, have an option to turn it into a playable demo without the programmers doing any extra work so if it's something along those lines where they're not going to have to do any extra work but then I guess why if they if it's not any extra work then why do you why are they giving developers a three-month window to provide that content I I, I don't know I just don't want developers to be I don't want them to be to have to kick a game A little bit further down the road so that they can have this thing ready you know i i'm we're i think we're kind of looking at this from well it it should just be like a cut and paste thing and maybe it is i don't know I, i i don't develop games but i i don't want them to be developers to be under even more i i want the stress uh, of a developer to be give giving me the best possible game that they can the game and not have to think about oh man we got to get this demo this this demo or, or this this you know this cut this vertical slice of time out of this game and have it ready within three months you know i i, I just don't want that to be the reason for a delay if that yeah. makes sense
2: yeah it makes sense yeah it just depends you know i think maybe those mid-tier developers might have maybe not as much resources available and then having to you know program that in might take a little bit more time i can see what you're saying on there it's kind of similar to like you know jeff keely's like summer games festival and stuff like that where you know you get your time limited yeah. demos up but you know, these are going to stay up and According to the progress, they have to be up at least 12 months uh, on the service. So once the game is released as well, so mm. we'll have to see what happens with all that. So now, speaking of PlayStation Plus, hey, there's been some more games that are leaked. Yeah, you know, we talked the last episode about some of the Siphon syph- Filter games that got leaked on here, but there's been more games, more games. So. Um, these are all Bandai Namco games, so Tekken 2 for the PlayStation 1, I know you're clamoring to go back and play that business, mm-hmm. uh, Mr. Driller, uh, for PlayStation 1, and then Ridge Racers 2 for, uh, PSP, uh, were all spotted on, um, the PSM back end on here so Ridge Racers 2 for PSP is actually a quite beefy game it has like a greatest like hits mix of all of the like uh, prior Ridge Racer games into one PSP title and uh, I played that game quite a bit uh, back on the original PSP and enjoyed that game so so much and so I think that's the gem out of the three also spotted was Worms Armageddon for PS1 Uh and worms world party as well so so you know we'll probably see more titles kind of uh let loose on here but uh you know we i think we talked about this ad nauseum what games would you like to see announced for this but uh you know we'll have to keep an eye out if there's any more leaks and kind of take it from there on there so so any thoughts, you guys? Any wish lists? More wish list listing for the uh, premium tier for PS1, PS2, PSP games. I know we talked about that. No games.
1: No, I don't have anything else because I just know whatever's going to be is going to be fun.
0: Woohoo <laughs> Yeah, and really, I have to be honest with myself. How how likely am I to really go back and play all of these old games? The idea of being able to access them is great. I love that idea, but in reality, am I really going to go back? You know, and play all of these games, these old games. Am I going to? Am I going to really go back and play them uh, when Kev? I've got the new hotness staying, staring Kev, me at me, staring me in the face?
1: Dev, come on now. You're 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 speaking you're speaking a little too much now. Come on. No, Jeff. No. You know, backwards compatibility. Come on. I love it.
2: You know, I think it'd be kind of cool if we reach into that back catalog, maybe pull like an SNK game out of the thing, like if they have real ballot or something, be able to play real bot, like say if I came over and we did a fight night or something. Again,
1: having access to it and and doing it is one thing, but but basing a a console, you know, (laughs) release on it is, is something else. So so, yeah i think it's fun to have that access but it shouldn't be the end all be all so yeah for sure
2: now like i'm gonna sit there oh my god look at all these games but mm-hmm. you know it'll be nice once it comes out to see what games are available and you know might help out you know if i'm looking for something to play or if i want to play an old standby and i don't want to pay hundreds of dollars to get an actual physical copy
1: exactly Oof. yeah
2: All right, and in other news this past week, um, the off-mentioned long-in-development-development-hell Skull and Bones from Ubisoft, uh, some footage got leaked. So um, they showed a big part of the game. Uh, The leaked gameplay footage of six minutes shows how players will complete contracts for NPCs to rank up and unlock new ship designs and upgrades. Uh, showed that um, they showed a lot of um, resource management in the footage as well, including harvesting stuff like ore, lumber, and animal skins uh, that could be refined at the main social hub into other materials. And there was a narrator during the link video that says, crafting is an essential activity for you to progress as an infamous pirate. <laughs> And the footage stresses that the game can also be played solo, but that Ubisoft recently described it as a multiplayer first game. There is even a robust, quote-unquote, vanity shop for cosmetics. on I.e. microtransactions. Yes. So, uh, as, you know, it's been reported, as we talked about off and on, uh, Skull and Bones has been kind of a mess. It's been in development for six years now. On here kind of evolved from like the kind of ship to ship gameplay from Assassin's Creed 4 Black Flag, but kind of evolved into 10 million other things, (laughs) according to um, reports from the development and whatnot, Um, you know, and they've allegedly had like um, studio heads, you know, leave like they lost an associate game director in December. Uh, On here, and other high ranking designers and writers have also departed on the project. On there, and they lost its latest producer a couple of months ago as well. On here, according to uh, sources familiar with the game's development, Ubisoft had hoped to launch Skull and Bones as early as this spring in 2022, but they have pushed it back now. Uh, There is mounting pressure to ship the game though, because it's part of an agreement that they have with the Singaporean government, it's being developed by Ubisoft Singapore on here, but uh, they did acknowledge the leak in a tweet and they said that uh, we confirmed that this is a glimpse of our upcoming game, Skull and Bones. We recently ran a technical test for the game and some of the details became public. This video footage was taken from an early version of the game and doesn't reflect the quality and features of the final game. We'll share more details about the game soon. So, um, we'll
0: mm-hmm. have
2: to see about all this business, but uh, are you guys curious how this game's going to shake out, or have you given up on no. it since it's been? I have,
1: no, I have no idea what to expect from this game. I, I mean, I hope it's good, and I hope it's one of those games that we can, um, that we can like enjoy or something. Like, I, I hope all games are games that we can enjoy, but I'm not sure about this one. Like, it's just been in development, to, like turmoil for such a long time that I don't know what to expect from it you know like uh, it just like i just man. don't know like I, I i always wish the best for games because it's like we love games and we play games but you know
0: can we just call this sea of thieves ubisoft edition <laughs> i mean i mean
1: yeah
0: i liked the i like the ship battles from uh the the prior, like uh, assassins creed uh the pirate one that they had, Assassin's Creed 4 I think it was and they did it in Assassin's Creed 3 uh, that 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 Assassin's Creed that everybody and their grandmother hated. but I liked for whatever reason because because you know again you were actually assassinating people and instead of uh, just running around being a one-man slaughter machine but the ship battles were fun. And I thought the idea of making a full-scale game based off those ship battles from Assassin's Creed would have been really fun. But then I see item crafting and resource management and all of these wonderful little buzzwords that make this sound like I could be playing Fortnite. And I'm just not interested. I, again, I have little faith in Ubisoft at this point. Mm. Correction, none. I, I really don't. I, I have zero faith in Ubisoft right now. And what I've seen from this video, from these leaked videos, just really doesn't entice me. And are you going to tell me I got to spend time running around on an island? Chopping down trees. I'm just assuming getting animal skins. So I got I got to hunt animals now. When what I really just want to be doing is being on the being on the sea, battling it out with other ships. That's really what I want to be doing. But instead, I got to do all this other stuff to get the resources to improve my ship. And this says, you know, hey. Don't feel like, this is what it says to me, don't feel like gathering those animal skins? Hey, we got an animal skin pack for you. three dollars 99 sure. <laughs> Don't feel like gathering that wood? Hey, we got wood planks. <laughs> uh, spon- sponsored by Lowe's. <laughs>
1: no, he didn't. Sponsored by Lowe's. Uh-uh.
0: This is lumber.
1: I, don't I hate know. to say it, but he ain't wrong.
2: You know you think Captain Jack Sparrow's out there, like you know, chopping down trees? Hails, no! It's like, come on, man! <laughs> You're know, like, so... I'm Gilligan on Gilligan's Island over yeah. here. Like,
0: <laughs> you'll be seeing dudes carrying carrying these crates with the Lowe's logo. Uh, <laughs> just mm-hmm. I, 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 don't I, if I can no, do that. I don't think no. I can do that. Mm-mm. so. I, I, I'm as you said, Des, you know, hopefully it's a fun game that that people will enjoy, but I just have no, I have, it's probably not for me, and I have no faith in Ubisoft as a developer at this point. Really don't.
2: There you go. <laughs> we'll have to see how it goes. I'm, I'm hoping, like everyone else here. I'm hopeful it's good. Uh, and praying. Yeah.
1: And hoping, <laughs>
2: I, I don't know if this is a sixty dollar game. I don't, I oh, think this... it does not look like a sixty. dollars you say, game you me. say is this
1: a sixty dollar game? You must be lying. It
2: does not look like a sixty dollar
1: game. I think to it's me. free to
2: play, but i yeah, what's your guys free is. To
1: play? Like it feels, it feels free to play to me. So that's why I was like, uh, this is like free to play. When I, whenever I hear like like cosmetic shop, I just scream, "Oh, free to play!" Okay, well. Mm-hmm free to play so no i don't i don't even yeah no free to play
2: (laughs) all right and then last but not least before we end the news uh, there was a um, trailer promotional video that playstation released for playstation indies on here we did get a little bit more firm release dates for a few games on here um we Are OFK is coming in summer of 2022. If you remember that, that's like that like kind of weird music game based on that one indie band OFK. Uh, Cult of the Lamb is coming out fall 2022 on here, which was on the previous um, um, PlayStation event. And then the uh, long-awaited game Stray. Uh, woo is uh has a release window of summer 2022 so if you want to play as a uh cat with a backpack, of the back game of the year at the des it looks pretty cool to me Game of the you know, year. it has a window of summer 2022 so definitely look look forward to it so any thoughts on these games
1: game of the year game of the year Sorry. game of the year that's the game i'm playing 100 percent I'm just yeah. when that comes out, I'm just taking that whole month off.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know if it's that long. So, Australia is a third person cat adventure game, so yeah. Thanks the uh detailed neon lit alleys of a decaying cyber city in the murky environments of a city
1: underbelly. Yep, all everyone's gone. You're just a messenger cat doing messenger cat things. And I, I guess, I guess the Jack did not like that. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Jack's. Jack's barking at some truckers right now. He's oh. like,
1: he's like, I don't like cats. <laughs> nope, he does not. So
2: that's the news for this episode. So
0: All right. So yeah, I'm kind of interested in stray. I'm kind of interested in, in stray myself. Sorry, my mic was just was acting squirrely, but I'm kind of interested in stray myself. I don't It it looks like it could be really neat. Sorry to queue you
2: know, over to you before ending the news. I apologize.
0: No, no, it's okay. My mic was acting all squirrely. But uh, yeah, Stray does look kind of interesting. So I'll probably have to check that out. But all right. So thanks again, Jabroni Chief, for the news. Game night update. We got that for you. And to let you know about what's going on on our game night, once again, it is Trader Joe.
2: Hey, hey, long time no talk. Yes, uh, game night. Uh, we roll game nights on Thursdays, 6 p.m. Pacific, 9 p.m. Eastern time. We do join up on our Discord, so links to our Discord channel are available on our Twitter account at Gaming Vessels. Uh, on there, and so all will do is click the link, join on in, join in the fun on there. You know, uh, I think we talked ad nauseum previously, but it's the first time listening. Yeah, we do have a small but uh, active community. We're posting news all the time, me and uh, Kev on there. Des, uh, comes sometimes pops in and, and offers his two cents on things. And, you know, we do have certain sections and whatnot. But, uh, you know, we do get together on game night uh, on that time. And so you could be playing whatever you want to do. You could be, like, you know, washing your dishes. You could be out mowing the lawn. I don't know about mowing the lawn, but, you know. <laughs> You know, might be too much, too noisy there. You know, you could be walking your dog, you know, whatever you want to do on here. So definitely join us. Uh, it's a good old time, whatever you decide to want to try to play. And, you know, if you want to play something with us, definitely let us know. You know, we just recently sent out two copies of Risk of Rain two out of the three that uh, we gave away last episode. John BT decided not to take his uh, copy because, um, he actually bought the game already. He actually owns it digitally on PlayStation Network. He bought it digitally a while ago. So so we are going to give out the third copy. And I'm bringing up the random number generator as we speak right now to go ahead and give away the third copy. So we already sent out uh, the two other two copies. One to Fred French, who acknowledged it today, received it today, and had Thank some Fred. very nice kudos on Twitter. Appreciate it, you know. I know it's the second item you won from us so far, so it does pay to be a Gaming Vessels listener. Hoo, 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 so, <laughs> and also uh, good old Box, Eric uh, from Bad Father Figures and other things from uh, Box Gaming on YouTube. He also got a copy of Risk of Rain two from us as well on there, and hope you're enjoying it, Eric, on here. But we do have a third copy to give away. So, if someone wanted to be the honorary drum roll. There we go. And the winner for the third copy of Risk of Rain 2 is going to be number 20. Number 20 is Twitter user Nomad77. So, you yeah, know, one of the outside uh, Twitter users that retweeted that, we'll definitely let them know. Uh, they did and like a retweet. Congratulations. Yeah, so I'm not sure if you join our Discord or not, but uh, if you have, Let us know what your Discord name is because I don't believe we have a Nomad77 on our Discord last time I checked. But uh, congratulations, we'll be in contact with you shortly on there. So kick it back over to you, Kev.
0: All right. So, special shout out as always to our listeners and to those who contribute to our main events every week. Again, thank you to Crucial Chase. A thank you to Will D. A thank you to Alberto. A thank you to John B.T. Um, as I like to, as I always say, you know, there's a million and one podcast you could be listening to, million and one things you could be doing with your time. And we appreciate the fact that you've decided to carve out just a little bit of it to listen to our show, to hop on our Discord, interact with us there, and be a part of the uh, gaming community that we're trying to build. Over there on that platform. And uh, speaking of of that, contact. You can reach our show at GamingVessels at gmail.com. That is the email you want to use. If you've heard something that you want to respond to, or even you yourself would like to be on our show, get your opinions on gaming out to our listeners. You're going to want to send that email to GamingVessels at gmail.com. We also have... A Twitter account at gaming vessels, G A M I N G V E S S E L S. On our Twitter page, you're going to find the link to our Discord server. And again, highly encourage you if you enjoy what's going on here on this show, highly encourage you to be a part of our Discord server. A lot of gaming discussion, a lot of news posts, a lot of, uh, and of course, our Thursday game nights some positive interaction regardless of your opinion on any gaming subject in in the discord none of the negativity none of that nonsense that you're going to see on um, some of the other social media platforms out there. So we highly encourage you to join our discord server and uh, be a part of the fun that's going on there. Individually, we have our own social media accounts. I can be found on Twitter at Shonuff71. That's S-H-O-N-U-F-F, the number 71. PlayStation Network, I am Shonuff7, same spelling with the number 7 at the end. Xbox Live, I am Shonuff071, same spelling with 071 at the end. Steam, I am Shonuff71, same spelling as originally. And my Nintendo Switch friend code. Is seven six five eight two one five five three three zero nine. So Dez, where can folks get a hold of you at, man?
1: All righty, y'all can find me at the Nemo Six on Twitter. That's T H E N E M O S I X. You find me on PSN, Steam, and Xbox Live at Nemo Tigger, N E M O T G G R. And my Nintendo friend code is five two eight zero six six seven four four five one nine. And as always, if you contact us. Please let us know how you've heard about us, mentioned the show or something, because we want to talk to people, not bots. They know what they did. Uh, Joe, where can folks find you, buddy? Okay,
2: um, I am the Jabroni Chief, J A B R O N I C H I E F on Twitter. I also use that handle on um, PlayStation Network and on Steam, Xbox. I am Jabroni Chief three seven four. My Nintendo Friend Code four seven one two five nine five three one four zero
0: nine <laughs> all right all right so folks we thought again thank you for listening to us getting to this point at the end of the show we appreciate everybody that uh that checks us out so that's going to bring episode 168 to a close for des aka the bay area terror aka the high res hater aka the Cat Daddy, a.k.a. The Gamer Step Daddy. And for Trader Joe, a.k.a. Jabroni Chief. Yeah, yeah. That
1: Jabroni! Food of, <laughs> Jabroni!
0: That Food Max of Gaming, who can maximize your gaming dollar. I am Shonef71, a.k.a. Digadulamite. Bling bling. Y'all. y'all, Y'all. Letting you know that we'll be back next week. One, six, seven in your ears. Peace.